Uh, hello, welcome to Escape from the Burnout Society. I am Gabriela Guzman and my host today, or my guest today, is Josta Bolhuis. Josta, um, very welcome. She is an entrepreneur, a personal coach, founder of Trispiration Triton Coaching, mother of two, and has raised in several extreme Ironmans, where women, of course, are outnumbered by men. She graduated from the Academy for Physical Education, ALO, and from the Academy for Sports here in the Netherlands. Josta, very, 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 very welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> nice to be here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just explained very shortly what you have done, but of course your uh, career in sport is really very extensive. And uh, I would spend like minutes and minutes talking about your career in sport, but that was the short way. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, just as you know, this this um, podcast is about uh, burnout. Uh, but of course, I also like to know about uh, the the very busy lives of uh, especially women and how they prevent burnout um, and how do they deal with stress. And since I know that you have a very interesting. Uh, uh, way of life and what you have developed in the last years i thought you are a perfect guest for my show so thank you very much <laughs> um well just my first question is about um i know you have been engaging in many many different sports uh really very many but you finally chose to develop products and be busy with uh, triathlon tell me why triathlon why did you choose it well, actually, I did triathlon already when I was a young girl. <laughs> so I, when I was 13, I did my first triathlon. But then I just started to doing different things. And I started back in doing triathlon when I was 26 as uh, for myself. Um, because I like to do a lot of kind of sports. But I just discovered that uh, doing endurance sports was for me the best and I like to do swimming I like to do cycling and running and I could not choose so I was happy that a sport like triathlon exists <laughs> so I didn't have to choose I could do just all three and the endurance of the sports is what really attracts me the the challenge of going long and going far and really dig deep in different kind of ways not only physically but also in your head mentally um, you sometimes have to dig deep to get to the finish line and that's what's uh, that's what I really like about the sports yeah yeah, yeah try it on. I have uh, well kind of witness of all uh, achievements <laughs> of many yeah. of you and uh, well because when I met you and um, well met you many years ago um, and then I got to know you were going to go for triathlon. I, I was really not very surprised. I thought like, oh yeah, well, I think she, she, she's perfect for triathlon since you're a good swimmer and you can bike very well, you know, you like also running. Um, and I always thought, well, I'm a little bit extreme with running because I, my, my way of training was very hard and I was very um, passionate about it. Um, but then I heard you were going for extreme experiences. So it's not only an Ironman or a complete triathlon, but it's also very cold or with lots of mountains. And where, you know, women are hard to find because, of course, women are outnumbered in triathlon. 
but in extreme yeah. conditions like what just tell me why then you also thought like well let's go extreme well i a few it's because of a few things it's um one i don't like the whole uh big huge events like doing an ironman i've done the ironman and then you're standing with two thousand three thousand people at the starting line and for me it's it's too many people so then i was looking like races like okay where can i go to that we are just with a few hundred uh and not with so many um And then I found on YouTube a video of the Norseman Extreme Triathlon. And yeah, I was just triggered about the nature, about uh, going into the mountains, going into this, yeah, being challenged by, yeah, by the cold, by the wind, by the mountains, and just the external factors and not just being challenged because of the distance and other people, but actually being challenged by nature. And um, I thought I was not capable of doing it because when I saw the video, I was like, these people are really mad and crazy people and machines and they really, really fit. So I'm not the person to do this. But then I discovered that I could do more. And then I thought like, why not? Why not just see if I get into the race because you, it's not really easy to get in so and then by accident i got in <laughs> and then i thought like okay now i'm in now i have to train for it and let's do it and um when i was doing the race yeah it, i like being alone in the mountains and then you're actually in a race but you don't see um the other competitors all the time. So sometimes you're just by yourself and then you have to do it on your own, really on your own. There's nobody who can help you. And it's also self-supporting. So you do have a car with you, with your supporters, uh, but you don't see them all the time. You see them sometimes. Um, so then, yeah, if something happens, you just have to make sure you get through it by yourself. And that's what I like about the whole, a uh, race thing, extreme thing, that it's like um, time is not the thing you're going for. It's like getting through in a safe way and being challenged by whatever comes along. Rain, wind, sun, mountains, whatever. And that's, yeah, because you have really have to go back to the basics in your own system to get into a sort of yeah, maybe survival mode. I don't know. It's because it's it, but it's also, I also have a lot of fun doing it. So it's not about trying to survive, but it's, yeah. Um, and that's what I, it's, the, it's more an adventure than a race. And I think I like that more than really hardcore racing. Yeah, I, I can really can understand that. I mean, um, but so for the people who are listening and don't know uh, where, when, yeah, for these extreme um, events, there, you cannot just say, well, I want to, 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 uh, to engage and uh, you get your, your number. You, you have to have some experience. So you have to build it up uh, yeah. because it's very dangerous, actually. Um, if you're not really very well trained and experienced, 
uh, it's quite a dangerous uh, situation. So it's not you say it's an adventure because it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it takes it takes more hours than doing an Ironman because because of the hard conditions, and because you have to think about a lot of stuff more because there is no aid stations along the road. You have to take your food and your drinks with you. Uh, and you're going into the mountains, so that's always, you have to think about how you're going to do that. It could be like uh, at the bottom of the mountain, it could be really beautiful weather and you're in your shorts and your t-shirt, but up there you have to have your jacket and long pants and raincoat or whatever. So, uh, because it can get really cold. So you have to think about what to take with you and a little bit more than just uh, the really good organizers Ironman races yeah yeah <laughs> so and then you thought like well I like this so much that I want to share my knowledge and experience with women and well tell us about uh, transpiration coaching because it's mainly focused for women uh, tell, can you tell us more about it well I was already then racing for a few years in the triathlon world and endurance world and there are not many women. We were, like you say, there are a lot of men joining, but in the short distance, more and more women are coming, but in the long distance, there are not many women. And actually, knowing from my own knowledge and but also my own experience, women are pretty good in long distance racing and um, we are very strong but a lot of women don't know that we are so strong <laughs> yeah. physically and mentally uh, because both are needed if you do go long distance so and when i am at the starting line of a race um i was like i want just more women next to me and not just three others or ten others but i just want to have like a 50 50 you know that if we're standing here with 200 people 100 are, of them are men and the other 100 are women. And how cool would that be? That it's like a 50-50 thing, um, like really equal. And that's how my whole idea for Trispiration started. Because I am also a triathlon coach and I am also, I was already a coach and a trainer. I was already working in sports. And that's how the idea for Trispiration started. Uh, I wanted to, to get more women um, enthusiastic for triathlon and let them experience that they are stronger than they think and that they are capable of doing a lot of things and that it's all possible. If you want it, you can do it. <laughs> so, and then I'm here to help you to get to your goal. So that's actually with my knowledge and with my experience. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So um, <clears throat> about uh, transpiration, well, I know you're giving coaching to women, so that's uh, kind of one-to-one, uh, -one, but you also give training to uh, groups of women and you also um, offer uh, online courses about um, technique, running, biking, uh, you know, all these yeah. uh, very particular things that you have to know when you're engaging in a triathlon. Um, so what has been the response from women? What, what do you think? Well, I have a, a lot of positive um, reactions about what I'm doing. I, what I hear a lot, because I do a lot of things online, um, and it's not that I'm a coach, 
I make training schedules, but I see coaching as a bigger thing. It's not only making your training schedule. It's about making sure the athlete, the person who is I'm, I'm coaching knows what she's doing, that she understands what she's doing, that she has gets all the knowledge that is needed to make her training schedule more worth. That it's like knowing uh, how her body works, also in nutrition, but also in her mindset, in the balance, like the whole combination of everything. It's not just the training. And that's what I also do online with a lot of videos and explain a lot of things on, on how training works, how nutrition works, how balance works, how planning your week, how that works to get it all like, like that every training you do really can count. That it's not just um, that you don't get really tired of doing everything. Um, and yeah, what I hear, hear a lot is that <laughs> I'm a very enthusiastic person. And they said, well, it just shows in everything what you do. Um, but that's also, yeah, what I want to, yeah, it's my passion. I really love to do it. So, and that's what... I, ref I hopefully reflect and that's what I get feedback from that they really see that I'm a, a very enthusiastic person, but they also learned a lot. Um, and they now just understand that, oh, I don't have to train 15 hours a week to do a half triathlon. I can also do it in six or seven hours. Um, and actually the balance is, is more important than just training. Like, because if you do, if you see triathlon, a lot of people think we always train and that we never stop training and we train every day, like on hours and hours. But all of us also have a life next to triathlon. So we cannot train every day and it's not needed to do that. And we're not a pro. We're not professional triathletes. If we're a professional and we can earn our money from it, yeah, then I don't have to work next to it because I'm earning my money with triathlon. So yeah then I can train 20 to 30 hours a week. But um, yeah, so that's what I want to also in all the online courses that I do or all the um, offline clinics or things I do, uh, I try to give them uh, the knowledge that they understand that you don't have to train every day very hard. You know, it's also a combination of everything together yeah and uh, well that's exactly the point i also want to discuss with you because um well i have also worked uh, for you some uh, in some projects you have and i have noticed how difficult it can be to be an entrepreneur have little children have your own company um and still be able to to uh, to sport which i and you well we both know that it's a very good way to cope with stress um yeah but of course, it can be very stressful if you cannot sport because you have so many other things to do. So mm -hmm. that would be very interesting if you can explain us when. First, how do you um, manage to be able to sport next to your work? And second, um, how do you recognize the signs that you are having too much stress? Well, at first, I what I do is... I set goals for myself and for my company for Trispiration and I write them down and I have like my goals are sometimes like where do I want to stand in 
five years or the next following year. But then I narrow it down to a month and to a week. And then every Sunday I just sit down with my agenda and just plan in my week. So what do I want to achieve this week with, with my work? And what do I want to achieve with my training? Because, and still in the back of my mind, thinking about the big goal that I want to reach. And then I just look like, okay, there's only a certain hours in a day. And I also have my kids. I want to spend time with my kids because they're also very important, of course. And um, yeah, so I just plan in my work hours and I don't work eight hours a day because it's not possible. And I actually don't want to work eight hours a day. It's a choice. So I just made a choice like, okay, I'm going to just work for maximum six hours on a day. So then I have time for one or two hours training a day. And then I still have time for my kids and some free time to do nothing. <laughs> um, and I also plan one day a week that I have completely nothing. So one day a week, it, not, it doesn't work every time, but that's really my goal. Like one day a week, there's just nothing. There's no training, no work, nothing. And we can just get out of bed and see how we feel and what we, what, what we just want to do with a family or uh, if I feel really good and my kids are okay, I can do an extra hour running or something, you know? Um, so that's, and actually just, yeah, the small, making small goals and do everything step by step and just make the choices that sometimes I have to let things go because it's too much. Uh, then I want to go too fast. And then it's just like, okay, now slow down a little bit because things just go as they go. And the world also has to work with me a little bit sometimes. And if it, if it works against you, yeah, you can get a little bit frustrated or angry about it. That also happens to me. And then a moment later, I think like, okay, I accept this and I just let it go and just adjust my goals. And yeah, and it's so, yeah, I want to like my company. I really want to grow it really to something big. Uh, but I just accept that it just sometimes goes a little bit slower. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think that's a very, very, very important skill just to uh, be patient. And, and as you say, it goes as it goes. And, and about stress, well, how do you feel like, okay, this is too much. This is a sign that we, I'm going too far with, uh, with all this. What happens with Josta? Uh, well, I have a few things. <laughs> when I start uh, forgetting a lot of stuff, um, and then when I feel like um, I'm just uh, running around all the time. And if, if I'm like in my bed and still thinking about a lot of stuff, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm reaching, I'm reaching the limit. So this is the moment to just actually take a step backwards. So if I stand, get up the next day, I just really look in my agenda again and see where I can skip a few things on that day and take an extra hour or two hours just to sit down and do nothing uh, or just not communicate with nobody. So I can just really settle down for, for a moment. Uh, but I have my, my things is also like 
if I start forgetting things and I also have a physical thing, like if my, I have like, um, I've been, I've had experience to burnout also long time ago. And for me, it's like my throat is being held tight. That's how it feels. Like somebody is, is really grabbing my throat. And I've, I sometimes feel that coming up and then I know, okay, this is, this is for me the sign to just uh, sleep a little bit more, go to bed a little bit earlier, throw the phone away, <laughs> far, far away. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and I also experience like if you do that, a lot of people around you are completely okay if they get an answer the next day and not immediately. So um, when I was a lot younger, I thought like I'm getting messages in like a WhatsApp message or an email. I thought like, oh, okay, I have to re react directly. Um, and now I can just um, leave it for a while. And I just give a reaction at the moment I'm ready to give a reaction. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, I understand. I know exactly what you mean. And uh, about your burner, how did it took you? How many months did it took you to to get out of it? Well, actually, I was I was 29 at the time, and it was really not acknowledged to yeah from my employer where I was working at the time. Um, and I, I was actually just three months at home and they were, and the three months I was at home, um, they were also still calling me nearly every day and every week to ask, yeah, what were your tasks? What were you doing again? And I wrote everything down and then they called me a week later. Yeah, I lost the note. So can you do it again, please? And then I felt like I had to get back to work because they were not giving me the room or the space um, that I needed. So I just actually went back, started working again. And then um, I actually planned a long um, trip. I went traveling for four months. So I said, the only way to really recover from this burnout is leave the country. <laughs> so then everybody just knows I am not available um, and I really need some time for myself. Uh, so I did that actually. So I went back to work and I just survived those months I was back at work. And then I left to, um, to, um, middle and South America and went tra on a booth, a backpack and went traveling over there. And that, that helped for me a lot. So, but getting back was difficult. And then I just uh, searched for help, but I started working. I just started working again because I had the energy to get back to work, but then I just changed a lot of things. I said no uh, more often. I was really like, okay, I just work from one till eight and not from nine till nine in the evening. Uh, so, um, and, then I and then I could have the really good discussion with my employer and my boss about how to arrange things a little differently. Um, but I just had to go away for four months. <laughs> so actually I did everything a little bit different than normal. <laughs> um, but it just helped me to settle, settle down my mind and just reflect on, okay, what happened really? And what do I need to make sure this never happens again? Um, and sometimes, I reached those limits a little bit more because it's because of my passion for my work and I really love what I do. 
So that's also something I have to just consider constantly. Like I can really dive deep into my work because I like it so much. Um, but then I have to just really tell myself now at five o'clock this afternoon, you're really going to stop. You're going to just do something else. Uh, and that's, well, if you get older, you just, uh, you listen a little bit better to yourself. <laughs> and when I was 29, that was a little harder for me. <laughs> it's also, it's just about my, I'm really enthusiastic about what I'm doing. For work is for not work for me. It feels like my hobby, doing my hobby and earning my money with it. And it's always been like that. So that's actually also the... Um, difficult to sometimes stop working but i found a way so yeah, well, yeah. That, that really resonates with me i mean i also got a burnout from doing what i love to do i mean i was not going with any uh, trouble to my work but it's just that you do too much you, you just don't stop and you take everything home and you're responsible of everything and and a certain yeah. just in the moment is like too much and well i didn't take distance like you did and so it ended uh, a little bit different. You know the story already. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know the yeah. story. Um, but I think it's very, very powerful what you're saying. Um, it's strange that some companies don't recognize the, this as a burnout. Eh? It's, it's still yeah. not really very recognized. No. Um, and people think, oh, she has a burnout, then she's depressed. You're not depressed. You're you're very happy. You're with everything. But yeah. yeah. Uh, you just cannot have the rest. That's the thing. You don't have enough rest. Um, and um, just a little, tell me about um, because back to the these days, uh, you 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 already had this like lesson from the burnout you had in the past, and now. Um, but you know, there are so many women who, who want to lie, begin with their company or what like to do what you do. You know, living from their passion. Um, but well, they have kids and they have maybe also a partner. And uh, I also know women have problems with uh, delegating, saying, okay, well, you're going to take care of this, you're going to take care of that, and uh, maybe getting some help uh, from uh, an au pair or somebody who takes care of the children. Um, what would you tell to these women? Because I think you are very good at it in delegating and that people take care of things so you can have these little hours for yourself and for your work. Yeah, well, I think it's all about um, about the feeling of guilt. Guilt. Uh, a lot of women feel guilty to their kids that they leave their kids um, without their mom because mom is going to mommy is going to do something else. <laughs> She's not there for the for the time for the moment. And then because I also felt that guilt, but then I thought like, okay, if I want to be a better mom. Um, then I just need to be away from my kids and do things for myself that I like to do. So then when I'm back with my kids, I have 100 full attention for them. And if I'm 24 seven with my kids and trying also to do things for myself, I will be there 50% of the time. Uh, well, I will be physically there, but not really be there. Do you understand? So, um, and now when I get home or my kids come home, then uh, we have really full attention for each other. And 
they and then discovered that they didn't didn't miss me <laughs> when I was gone. They had a lot of fun time and they had the best time ever. And they just telling their stories to me and then we're playing together. So it's um, yeah, I just I did, and I have a really supportive partner, but the, my partner and me, we really uh, sit together sometimes and really talk about, okay, what, what do we need and what do I need and what does he need? And how can we work this together with our kids? And we also have two dogs. So, um, so it's all, uh, yeah, in balance and try to not feel guilty about that you sometimes don't see your kids, you know? Uh, they also need to um, create their own life. And sometimes they need mom and dad and sometimes not. Sometimes they need other people for that. So they have sometimes have to organize their own little, little life they have already. And, and also somebody said to me when I was pregnant, um, the first second uh, your kid is on this world, you have to learn how to let go. And that person was 100% correct. Because it's actually from the first second you see your baby, you have to start letting go. And um, difficult, but it's, it's true. And letting go is something uh, with a lot of things that we need to do, not only with your kids, but also with, um, with your work or with a lot of things in life. So, uh, and I'm trying to just tell that myself a lot. <laughs> uh, and, and then also just give trust to other people because uh, if we have an au pair in the house and yeah, at first it was really difficult to leave your kid with somebody you don't really know, but um, yeah, give them the trust that they can do their work also pretty good because they've they do they are not just an au pair because they don't like kids they really love kids and they really know how to work with kids and that's why that person is in our house so they are going to be really responsible with your kids yeah. um yeah so and can you tell us because uh, some people just don't know how old are your children but it's also very interesting to know well, at the moment, the oldest is four and the youngest is nearly two. Yeah, so yeah. I have young kids. <laughs> so the oldest is now starting to go to school. Um, so that's a change, a big change at the moment. But uh, so we have to adjust in a new rhythm in our schedule. But we're getting there. <laughs> so that's also, we have a new rhythm now at the moment. And so I know um, in the first few weeks that my oldest is going to school um i work a little bit less so i have a little bit more time uh for him when he comes home um so he can play with me or reflect what happened or whatever so i just i already know these weeks are coming so i just already plan okay these weeks i just work a little bit less maybe train a little bit less that's fine two, three weeks later, I can pick everything up because then he has his own rhythm. He's used to school. Um, and we all are as a family getting used to this new rhythm. And then you can just pick up again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do a little bit more in your work or in your training. Yeah. Yeah. 
And about training, because uh, what are your goals for uh, your uh, first, your personal training? I mean, what, what you would like to do? Um, well, since there are almost no um, races, I think. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, I actually uh, just decided that I don't want to really join in the whole commercialized big races again, but I'm just going to actually organize my own races. Uh, I, I see it as little adventures, expeditions. Um, and maybe I, can, I will join one day in an extreme triathlon again because I like those kind of organizations because they're a little bit smaller. Um, uh, but in the near future, I am focusing more on ultra running. So I'm going to go long distance running. Um, and I'm really training for that now. So... Uh, because also the running is really easy for me to fit in my schedule uh, besides everything I'm doing. Like the cycling and the swimming are a little bit more difficult. So I just made a choice. Like I also like to run. So, and we are going into the winter. So then I can do a lot of running and it's easier to run than uh, to, and I like open water swimming, but the water is, well, now I can still do open water swimming, but in a few months time, it, the water will be too cold to do like a really proper one hour swim. Um, so uh, then I just might just leave the swim for a while. Uh, so that's, yeah, but I'm going to go for long distance running and I think a full distance triathlon will come um and i am still in the back of my mind will train for it but um and when i'm ready i will just do the race so yeah and i will choose a race if there will be a race and otherwise i will just organize it myself <laughs> just yes yeah, just like you did some days ago because uh well for the people who are listening just i just organized with perspiration <clears throat> um it was a half uh, triathlon isn't it was, yeah, uh, I did an yeah. Olympic distance and a half distance for the women. So yeah. the, the, the route of the cycling was uh, made and also for the running that we, can, we could do half of the half distance. So like Olympic distance. So the half distance uh, women had to do two rounds of cycling and four rounds of running instead of two. So, yeah. yeah. And this was only for the members eh, of Transpiration. Yes, yes. So it was uh, because that's uh, already a nice group of women and uh, big enough. Um, so, yeah, I only organize it, especially for the members uh, that are part of the Trispiration team. Yeah. And I saw the photographs and I can tell you, you see the people are really enjoying it. Everybody's yeah. so, so happy. And uh, of course, they're tired, uh, but... Uh, they're so happy and they are really like friends helping friends and because people, these women come from all over the Netherlands huh? isn't it I mean they are yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they live everywhere uh, from north south east west middle <laughs> wherever and they all just came to Amsterdam and uh, and they're all kind of age different kind of ages because we have someone who's like in their 20s uh, but we also had 30 40 50 and even six in their 60s so and all kind of different levels. And that was all the, the fun part about it, that they just, um, nobody was thinking about the whole competition thing. They just wanted to race for themselves. 
but when they stopped raising for themselves, they started helping each other. And it was a really a team effort. Um, and yeah, I had a great day. It was just, I just laughed all day. It was really, really nice to see like everybody was so much enjoying. And when we all finished, nobody asked about, okay, how fast were you? And how, what was your time? They were just like asking only like, oh, how, how was it for you? And how did you find the win? And how was the swim for you? And that, and just uh, a few days later, we were, and now at the moment, we are asking like, okay, wanting to see the times because there was uh, one volunteer who was just um, making sure she wrote down all the times of everybody. But nobody asked her at the end, like, okay, what did I do? How fast was I? So we didn't care about the speed. We were just, we were more, uh, busy with just doing it, enjoying it, having fun. Um, and it was a really big achievement for everybody. Um, and so at the end we said we're all winners because we made it. We're safe back home and we had fun, so we did it. <laughs> we're all winners. <laughs> That's the most important thing, of course. If you win all, then you're all happy. Because you also have women with disabilities, with physical disabilities. Yes. Which, yes. Is, which is really um, well, actually very good to know for, uh, well, maybe some women that are listening, that a physical disability is not should shouldn't be the end of your sport career that you there are many ways no. to be still racing um yeah you had someone with a wheelchair yeah yeah yeah. also yeah and that's uh, that's what i really like about the triathlon and about the endurance sport and there are many ways to do this kind of sport it's just like you have to just it's not like oh i cannot do it anymore because um i never think in the no, I always think in possibilities. Like, if you cannot run like valid people can run, then we just find a way how you can still do your running. You know, there are different kind of ways to do the sports. And um, yeah, there's always a possibility. And you just, uh, and if you can re create it together, we can go really far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, and it really shows those women are also really powerful because they have their mindset also set on not what she cannot do, but she can, she's still thinking, okay, what are the things I can still do? And how can I still then do the triathlon? How can I do this swim? How can I do the cycling and the running? Yeah. Well, it's a matter of inspiration, I think, because uh, look, when you come together and you see all these different levels and the different ages, and then women inspire women. Yeah. I mean, I was very inspired by this woman in the wheelchair that, you know, and yeah, of course I also can do the swimming and uh, I would also do the running and I feel like, yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> I have two legs and I would think about going in the water if I cannot use my both legs, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's a, okay, well, uh, it's very um, brave and, uh, and, and just, I, I just say it's just very inspiring. Um, so that's, um, I think that's what Respiration is doing, inspiring all the women just to achieve yeah. their goals. Um, yeah, that's really my, one of my missions that to show um, 
that a lot of things are possible. And if you want something, it is possible. And then find somebody next to you who can help you figure out how to get there. So you're not alone. You can do it together. We can uh, just make a plan together. You know, it's like you don't have it to do it by yourself. And everybody can help each other and uh, to reach, each, reach your own goal. And it doesn't matter what your goal is. It's your goal. So, and it's your way and it's your path you're going to swim, cycle or run. <laughs> You know, so, and, and that's all good because if you still achieve your goal, then you're done it and then we can do it together. You know, I can help you. That's, um, that's how I see coaching also figuring out how to get to your goal, what you want to reach and maybe halfway the route we discover your goal is not the correct one. Then we just adjust the goal, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and that's also how I think life, uh, things in life work, you know. So I already have, um, I see a vision where I want transpiration to go to in five years or in 10 years. But I already know that it could change in the next year or two years, that it will change. And maybe some things will happen and some things won't happen. But that's okay. That's the nice thing about the whole, um, the whole route. There's a, somebody, uh, she wrote a book about it too. Um, it's not about the race, but it's about the, the travel towards the race. Um, yes, the, journey, the journey, the journey, yeah, the journey to your race. The, the journey counts because there are the interesting things that are going to happen. What's the name of the book? Uh, yeah, it's a Dutch book. So <laughs> I can say it in Dutch. Yeah. Uh, niet de race, maar de reis. Okay. Yeah. And Not the, the race, but the journey. And the author, you know? Uh, Yolanda Linschoten. Okay. I will put yeah. that also on the notes of the... Yeah, and she actually, she writes about her journey through Scotland because she's running... Um, 6,000 kilometers through England from the UK, from the south part of the UK all the way to the top. And she could does that solo. And she um, uh, does it self-supporting. So nobody's helping her and she does it all by herself. She has her food on with her, her drink and also her tent. So she just um, sleeps outdoor in the nature. So, uh, and it's, and yeah, she experiences a lot of things along the, along the road. And that's what she said. The things she experienced, the, uh, um, the, the goal was actually not the finish, but the whole goal was the whole journey eventually. But it all started with a goal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice story. I think I'm going to read the yeah. book as well. Yeah, Girl's yeah. Trap. Tell us, where are you going to be within the next uh, three or five years? I mean, where are you going uh, with your with Transpiration? Well, I hope the Transpiration team will be a lot bigger than now. Like that, I want um, around 100 team members. <laughs> so um, um, that there are more women 
doing triathlon or doing an endurance sport. It just, it doesn't have to be triathlon. It can also be swimming or cycling or running. So one of the, one of the three. Um, yeah. And that more women will be empowered uh, and doing, doing sports and making themselves stronger physically and mentally and uh, choosing also for themselves and not only choosing for their family, but also for themselves. So they are stronger. So they are uh, standing stronger in the world uh, and being the stronger person in the family, maybe <laughs> even. <laughs> yeah. And that's, um, so yeah, I hope that I reach with Trispiration more women uh, and maybe even go international. So going outside Holland um, and maybe create a European Trispiration triathlon team. You never know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That yeah. So I, re I, I really hope that Trispiration contributes in getting more women into the, at the starting line of a triathlon race. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, um, a very nice goal for the next uh, three to five years, and uh, and I really want to thank you for your time. I just I think uh, we got a little bit of a glimpse uh, of what you have been doing and who you are. Of course, there are also so many other things you can talk about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there there, there are, um, but um, <clears throat> maybe we will talk about them uh, in another. Um, interview but i want to thank you and i also want to tell everybody that just as uh, a website respiration.au it's uh well it's there for you to find all this information and yeah i will share the links to to if people want to get in touch with you and to know more yeah. about the team respiration team and all yeah you're always welcome just to email me and i always will give a reaction so <laughs> Yeah. yeah maybe not the same day but no <laughs> yeah you're welcome <laughs> yeah you will yeah exactly and uh and well there are many things to come i mean i am um uh a little bit involved with respiration so i know there are many things that are are, are let's say are, are in the pipeline and uh very interesting for women who also have no experience in triathlon yeah oh yeah yeah, I just want to start, but also for women that are, have very much experience in sports and want to take it to a, just a higher level. Yep. So uh, there, uh, there's both, both possible. Yeah. 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 Well, just uh, thank you very much, and uh, we'll uh, yeah, see well, each thank other. You. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you also. Thanks. <laughs> and see you. Uh, we'll speak to you in another time. Thank you.